And so, uh, man, I don't know about you, but um, it's something about going outside now in these months, right? And it's, it's nice and uh, bright outside, and the weather's nice, and it just kind of changes your mood, doesn't it? Come on. I know it does, right? It, it, changes, it changes your mood a little bit. Guys, I told you I'm in a good mood, um, and so we're going to have some fun today. Uh, my wife, she's here, obviously, every week with us, and uh, um, she's probably told plenty of you guys. She's, she's made it known. She's made it known to me, um, and if it wasn't for a church plant, if it wasn't for us planting a church in Brooklyn, uh, we would not be living in New York anymore. She is a southern girl at heart, all right? She loves the South, and if, again, it wasn't for where we're at and what God is doing in our lives now, I'm sure that we would probably be packing our bags and, get, and we would be out partying in Florida somewhere. And she loves, loves, loves the sun. Uh, there's plenty of other reasons why she loves the South, right? The pace of life is just totally different, right? Uh, the cost of living is crazy, right, how different it is. Uh, last month I had a couple of pastors from Alabama visit and they were uh, going through the neighborhood with me. And I was pointing out some of the houses that were for sale for $1.9 million. Um, and he laughed and he's like, man, that would go for like $70,000 back home. Right? And you'll get a garage and you'll get some land with that as well. I mean, it is insane, all right? Now, the point of this message is not to convince you guys to leave us, right, and go down south. Please, Danny, I apologize. We're not trying to send you guys off. Um, but, man, my wife loves, loves the south. And uh, perhaps the biggest reason why is obviously it's the sun, right? She hates the winter. She hates the long months of winter that we have here in New York. But she loves everything about the summer months. She loves sunglasses, and so you probably notice every other week now she's going to have a different pair of glasses on. <laughs> all right? She loves to, to wear her flip-flops and go for a walk to the park with her family and the kids. It just changes her mood. And if I'm honest, and I just told you guys, it changes my mood as well. Right? And it, it just changes. Right? When daylight saving times comes around. We have more fun in the sun. For me, it, it, it brightens my day because I know baseball season is here. <laughs> Right, and so I love that, and it's just the greatest time of the year. And so I just get in a much better mood uh, as baseball season comes around. And you see, some of you guys have probably seen my Instagram photos, right? And I take a picture of the ballpark, and it's covered with snow. And then, you know, two weeks later, it's nice, and it's you know, there's kids out there playing. It just it changes everything. It makes me smile, and I love it. And so um, there's something about the the sun and the light that changes our mood, right? Right? How about you? Does your mood change based on light and darkness? You know, there's been studies actually done. It's a real study that they've, that they've done to see how light and darkness affects our mood. And what they found is that there's actually, they identified a type of mental illness associated with darkness, and it's called seasonal affective disorder. Some of you have heard of it. Sad, right? It's appropriate. Sad. Also commonly known as the winter blues. The winter blues. And so while many, though, at the end of daylight saving times, we look forward to some of the, the seasonal festivities, right, fall season and, and whatnot, but millions report experiencing higher levels of depression during this time of the year. Millions have reported higher levels of fatigue and, and poor sleep, and it's a real, real deal. It's a real struggle, right? And I believe that we all agree, and I see your heads nodding up and down, that, you know, light and darkness kind of does bring a different immediate mood response to us. And so I want to illustrate this, and how we're going to illustrate, you guys are going to have to participate to illustrate the point here, okay? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say darkness, and I want you to just randomly shout out some words or feelings that you associate that come to mind when you hear the word darkness. Cool? All right. You guys ready? All right. Darkness. I heard tiredness, tiredness like eight times, and, and uh, darkness, yes, and Sad, I heard, think I heard. Right? So darkness, yeah, darkness is typically associated with those things. Fear, danger, right? 
evil, coldness, shadows, loss, right? Now, let's do the same thing when we say light, okay? So when I say light, just give me some words of feelings of emotions that come to mind when you hear the word light. Cool? Ready? Light. thought I heard peace and I heard energy. Joy. Okay, cool, cool. Right, yeah, light, safety. Light is typically associated with those things, right, with safety. What's the first thing you do when you walk into a dark room? If you're smart, you turn on the light, right? If you know where it's at, right, before you hit your toe. Right, we turn on the light, right? It's something, light brings safety, and, and it, it gives us a direction and sense of what's in front of us. So it's associated with direction. It's associated with warmth and color, and I heard joy and happiness. All right, so this takes us to the second statement, the I am statements. You heard Danny said we're going through some I am statements. Jesus declares who he is. And so it's a four-week series, and we're in week two. And so today's I am statement is found in John 8, uh, John chapter 8, verse 12. Should be in your notes. It's also going to be on the screen, and I'm going to read it for us. John 8, chapter 12. It's Jesus. And Jesus, it says, Jesus spoke to them again. He said, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but have the light of life. I am the light of the world, Jesus declares. Who is Jesus? I am the light of the world. You see, there is great significance in what Jesus is telling us here about who he is. And so for the rest of our time today, I want to look at just that. I want to look at um, what is it he's telling us about who he is when he says, I am the light of the world. And so if you love to take notes, we provided for you some bullet, uh, notes inside your bulletins. You can take that out and you can follow along with us today as we go a little bit deeper into this I am statement. And so the first point in your notes is this. A, Jesus is the only light. Amen. Jesus is the only light. See, Jesus didn't declare that I am a light in the world. He didn't give us any other option but himself here. Right? He didn't say you can find this light, me, and then there's other lights in the world that you can go ahead and hold on to. Jesus is revealing something. He's revealing that he alone is the exclusive source of spiritual light, that there is no other spiritual light available to mankind. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world, the light of the world. Jesus is the only light the world has. And so Jesus has given us this choice. He is giving you a choice here. He's saying, receive me. And walk in light or remain in darkness. There is no third alternative here. He's saying me or darkness. Jesus or darkness. Jesus will later go on in in the same uh, book in John chapter 12 verse 46. He later goes on and it's recorded as him saying this. John 12 46 also in your notes. He says I have come as light into the world. So that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. You see, this is a great reason for those who belong in Christ to shout for joy, right? It's a great reason to say hallelujah, praise God. It's a great reason to celebrate if you belong to Jesus. But for those of you who don't, this is also a terrifying reason to tremble in fear. For there is the real existence of heaven, but there's also a real existence of hell. There is light, but there is also darkness. Jesus said he's come into the world as light, so that everyone who believes in him will not remain in darkness. So darkness, he's saying, still exists. Darkness still exists. 
And so for us today, we are faced with this challenge, brothers and sisters, friends, of laying down all the supposed light that we have in our lives. It reminds me of the 4th of July and the sparklers that we use and my kids love. And it's beautiful. They're pretty and they light up and they, they do its job. It shines the light, right? And it's awesome. It's fun to play with. But those of you who use them, I mean, how long do they really last? Right? It's like a minute or two and then they're done. Right? But it's pretty while it lasts. But the question is, man, what are the sparklers then in our lives that we use to light up our path but then find that it just it, it, it disappears? We got to go back and get something else to replace it, another sparkler, perhaps. What are the sparklers that you depend on to light your path? For some of us, it might be a career that you're in or you're seeking. For some of us, man, it's our family. It's the relationships that we're in that we're holding on to or relationships that we're pursuing, boyfriend, husbands, wives, girlfriends, that we're pursuing to be the spark in our lives, right? What is the sparkler in your life? Is it financial security that you are holding on to or trying to obtain? For some of you parents here, it's your children. Some of our children become the sparklers in our lives that we live for our kids, right? And what happens when they move out? For some of us, it's our success. Jesus is declaring to you today that he alone is the light of the world. That he alone can be your light that shines in your darkness, that you may not remain in darkness. He has said in verse, and earlier on, he says that darkness cannot overcome this light. Jesus is the only light. And because he's the light of the world, this means number two in your notes. We all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. He spoke to them again and he says, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. The world needs Jesus. Then Jesus came for the world, not for a particular race, particular church denomination, not for a particular group of people, not for a particular part of the world. He came for the entire world. He is not the light just for a particular part of the world, but for the entire world. He is the light of the world. The entire world was made for this light. So we all need Jesus. See, there's something about uh, the, the world that needed its existence and from the very beginning of time needed light, right? We read this in the creation account, Genesis 1, the very first part of the Bible. Um, it's the way the Bible starts off, uh, recording the, the, the creation of all that we see. And in it, it says in verse 2, it says, The earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse 3, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. In verse 4, God saw that the light was good. And God separated light from darkness. The world and its beauty is good because of light. Light is not something that's foreign to the world. The world was made to be brightened, to be illumined by light. And in that very same way, we too need the light of Jesus to uncover, to reveal the darkness in our lives. See, the Bible tells us the truth of our very nature. The Bible says that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You see, sin is the ugly reality for you. It's the ugly reality for me. It's the reality for our families and our community in this world. But praise God that he shines light on us, that darkness can be revealed in us. It is by his grace that your sin, my sin, the sins of the world is even revealed to us. It's by the grace of God that he has uncovered our eyes. He has unveiled our eyes to the ugliness around us, but the beauty of the light of Christ is by his grace 
that our eyes are ever open to the brokenness all around us, the pain that we live in, the death that we experience caused by our sin. In his mercy, Jesus reveals the sins of the world, the sin around us and the sin in you and I. John 1.9 puts it this way. He says this, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light, Jesus, gives light to everyone, and everyone is in need of Jesus. Without him, we continue to live in fear of darkness. But with him, with Jesus, we find shelter. We find a comfort. We find deliverance from this darkness of the world. And I love, 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 love the Psalms, and I love Psalm 1828. So you can go there, or you can look at it in your notes. Psalm 18, verse 28. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness. There is no doubt, as you heard Danny say earlier, that we live in a darkened world, a fallen world, right? There's no doubt about that, right? There's no, there's no doubt that there's hatred outside, there's betrayal outside, there's anger, there's backstabbing, there's all this sort of stuff that's ugly that we, we look at and say, man, why does it have to be this way? There's no doubt that we live in a fallen, darkened world. There's hurt. There's sickness. That exists in this room. Because you walk into a church, does that mean that that goes away? It's the world we live in. No one can escape the realities of this broken world. But despite this, Jesus declares that I am the light of the world. He provides all for all those who call on him comfort and protection. With Christ, you guys know Psalm 23, though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, right? We will fear no evil. Why? Because he is with us. He is with us. Jesus lights our world. He is the light of the world. We all need Jesus. And guess what? His light can never be distinguished, right? So no matter what it is that you're going through today, he is the light of the world. Jesus says that he's the only one that can light your path. And so the last point today is fairly quick, and I'm going to ask the worship team probably to come up again a little bit later as we conclude this one today, okay? And so for the last point, I want us to take this with us today. Jesus gives us hope. Can we say that? Jesus gives us hope. Hope. Jesus gives us hope. Now verse again, in verse 12, Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness. Will never, never, will never walk in darkness. But we'll have the light of life. We'll have the light of life. See, without Jesus, there's all darkness. There's misery and there's death. Just as the sun provides a source of light, right, and, and energy and power to earth, Jesus is our hope for the light of the world. He is our hope for our community. He is our hope for our families. He is our hope for our souls. Anyone who follows me, he says. See, having the light of the world, I'm going to tell you, it requires us to follow him. It's not the other way around. It's not Jesus joining our game, Jesus joining our ride, right? He's not coming along us, right? We are not following him. It requires that we follow him, that we follow him, not that he follows us. And therefore, once we follow him, it says that we will never again walk in darkness. While the world is in darkness, full of sin and evil, Jesus is the light of the world. He shines the holiness of the God the Father, and in him there is hope. There's hope for us in this darkened world. Hope that is light to our path in a darkened world. He's a hope in the midst of our fears. In Psalm 27, 1, he says this, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, my, the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I dread? 
I think that's a verse I want us to say together. So why don't we say this one nice and loud together? Go ahead. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I dread? King David, who's the writer of this psalm, and those of us who know the psalms or know the story of David, right, he's a man that almost every single day of his life has something to fear. Whether it's him out at war or it's his own people who are coming out after him, Jesus, David always seems to have something, a challenge to face day in and day out. And that's some of us, right? Some of us, we just have this, we have a life, man, where it's just like every day there's something for us that we are faced with, some challenge that we are in, something that, we, that, is, that causes fear in us. Some of us, man, it's losing battle and some illness or sickness that we're in, right? For some of us, it's losing a family member who's, who might be ill or, or it's the fear of just failing, right? Fear of, 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 of not gaining what you, what you're, the battle that you're in and just so forth and so forth. There's so many fears that can grip our hearts. And David, despite being this man who has many fears in his life, he could say that this comfort, hope, comes from the Lord, who is his light and his salvation. And so in our text, Jesus declares that he is our light. The light that overcome the darkness and follow him, following him, he says, you will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Therefore, then, as just as King David said, who shall we dread? Whom should you fear? What should you ever be afraid of? Darkness is no match for the light of Christ. Amen. Darkness is no, no match for the light of Christ. In Christ, we have the hope of salvation that is secured. We have an insurance of our salvation that can never, ever be taken away. The threat of darkness in our lives is forever cast away. Though we walk through the darkness of this world, in Christ we have overcome it all. John 1.5, that light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. Victory is ours in Christ. This is why at the start of what we call Holy Week, right, today being Palm Sunday, we can shout out, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. We can shout these praises of adoration and joy as our king, as we welcome the king of our lives, the king of kings, King Jesus. We can shout praises of joy because our hope comes in this king. He's the only king that can replace the dominion of darkness with an eternal reign of grace and peace. No other king can take slaves of sin, destined for death, and that's you and I. No other king can do that and give us a hope of eternal life. And so we can sing today. We can shout out, Hosanna. We can say, God, praise you. We thank you. We can worship our king because we, he alone has given us a hope of eternal life. So Jesus declares one more time, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. To be in the light, Jesus calls us and calls you and calls me out of darkness. The call is this, is to repent of your sins, is to say, Lord, I've tried that. I'm going to lay down this sparkler. I need the light of Christ. I'm going to turn from my darkened ways of this world and this life that I live. And I declare that Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. That means there is no other Lord. I follow him. He is king. There's no other king. Jesus, you are my Savior. You have saved my life. I depend on you and only you. And he calls us then to place your faith in him, to trust in the name of Jesus. I'm going to close with 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. This is the promise for those of you who give your life to Christ and for us who live in Christ today. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth 
into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Kept in heaven for you. And so we don't normally do this, but if I can have the worship team come on up, that's all good. And I think I want us to just uh, reflect today on, on that last song we sang. And in him, the more we seek him, the more we can find him. And so if we can do that, um, and I'm going to close this out in prayer. And Tiffany is going to lead us, and our worship team is going to lead us in this last song. And you don't have to stand right now today. We, we're, we're a little early, so I want to spend this little quick time in reflection through this song. And so if you want to just sit there and just go, man, Christ, thank you that you are the light of the world. And I can seek you this morning. And I can find you this morning. And I know that there is hope in Christ. There is hope in no other. In no other name. So seek them today, brothers, sisters, friends. Seek them.